Welcome to the ITAD Talk podcast and part three in this series. So what I was going to ask is, how do you start getting um, your employees involved in this process? And I mean, because I mean, you're you're like so deep into it now. And obviously, there's a starting point. And then how do you kind of keep that the, the momentum in the training moving forward? Right. And so everybody will tell you that's been in this lean, the hardest part is sustaining. It, it really is. You know, you can institute some of these lean tools in the beginning and see amazing results. Uh, but it's really hard to keep them sustained. So what we really do is, number one, we have our own lean training uh, in-house. And we train, we have a classroom, and we're training three days a week. Really? In the classroom, Yeah. Um, usually one to two hour training sessions every week. And then every Thursday, we actually have this morning from 7.30 to 8, we have leadership training. And right now we're um, reviewing uh, a Toyota uh, video, but we don't pay anybody to come. It's just here if you want to show up and we'll get, you know, 45 to 55 employees here on their own time on Thursdays. Wow. Uh, we have book clubs. Um, we do shout outs every Thursday where we get everybody in a room and we ask everybody to shout out whoever, uh, if they caught somebody doing something good. <laughs> wow. And, uh, you know, we just, we just start, you know, um, there's there's a lot of techniques I would suggest for starting, but you know we we you know we we just started with like doing a book club, and I just put up a sign up sheet. Um, I'm looking for 20 people that want to come in an hour early every day, and uh, three days a week and discuss a chapter uh, on the Toyota Way, and you know then you find out who shows up. So in, in a case like that, do you start kind of um, like the ones that don't show up? Uh, I mean, do you kind of be thinking about that in the future, about, you know, which employees are going to keep and so on? <laughs> well, you can't be everything to everybody. And I, so I see the leadership. I teach them around here. I say, imagine you're walking along a swimming pool and everybody's out there treading water. You can't save every one of them. <laughs> but when you see that person who's swimming to the side and going, Hey, with a hand, can you give me a hand out of the pool? That's the one you pull up. And we really, when we, when an employee starts coming to leadership meeting and they come to book clubs, that's a person reaching out saying, I want to know more. And that's when you wrap your arms around them, pull them out of the pool and you mm -hmm. start investing time in them. Yeah. Like if you saw how to be a great leader at our company, we have a sign. The number one thing we look for in a leader is somebody that wants to improve themselves. Like you can't do anything else 
like I used to get so frustrated. Why won't this person follow a process? Why won't they follow it? And then when I went back into this Toyota philosophy, I realized if they won't improve themselves, they're not going to improve our processes. Mm. And that's when we started to having to put that type of person in a robust process and we don't, we don't have near the expectations on them and we're a lot happier. You know, along with that thought, we've been kind of using the entree leadership uh, management techniques. It's uh, part of Dave Ramsey's company. And one of the things that they brought out is that the same thing is like, how do you motivate an employee? And what Dave Ramsey said is that you, you can't motivate them. You need to hire motivated people. So that that part is so important in your hiring process and finding those people and picking those people. Yeah, I would agree. I would, I would agree. I disagree a little bit. I do think you can motivate people by giving them ownership and responsibility. You know, there was a story I read somewhere of a guy. He said, you know, I worked for this company for 10 years and with my hands and they could have had my mind for free. Hmm. So, so you find that it is possible then to, uh, to motivate people. Absolutely. Um, but to put them in a, there's, I don't believe you can take people and put them in a leadership role if they're not self-motivated to a certain degree. But I've seen it over and over where you have somebody who's beaten down, who's worked at a place where their voice didn't matter, and we get them here and we welcome them to Kaizen, and they're making decisions, they're, you know, they're throwing out ideas and they're getting used. You can see this person start to grow and develop. Hmm. If, I mean, think about it. It, it. it would be hard to stay motivated if you were in a concentration camp, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but get, be a part of a winning program. You know, my life changed. I left home when I was about 13 and I was... I was in a really tough spot where I, we didn't have any money and kids laughed at me and threw rocks at me and picked on me and bullied me. Mm. And at about age 16, I found a rancher and his wife and I said, Hey, if you'll let me work for you, if you'll put me through school, I'll work for free. And they took me in and instantly when I switched schools, because I was in their household, I was treated completely different in the school. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. I was the same person. Wow. That's powerful. But I, you know what I mean? It, it's. It kind of gave so you. So are you a Zig Ziglar fan? Yes. Have you so, ever heard of Zig Ziglar? Yes, I have. Zig, Zig Ziglar changed my life. And I, I want to make sure just to clarify that, you know, I'm telling my version of his story. <laughs> okay. But basically what he did is he, 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 they went and studied prisoners and his data, data came back that said that the one religion that had the least amount of prisoners per capita was the Jewish, Jewish religion. And he was intrigued by that. So he wanted to find, you know, why is this? 
And he said the only thing that he could find was that every Jewish father gets down on one knee and looks his son and daughter in the eye every day and says, I love you and I believe in you. And when you have employees here that 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 know you believe in them, you can start to see a major transformation. Wow, so that's really powerful. So, I mean, I've seen it. I believe we have a chance to change people's lives here. I don't know if we're always doing it. I do know for a fact that we are doing it in some cases. Um, you know, um, like Toyota. I believe it was from 2011 to 2020 that they made more profit than Ford, GM, Volkswagen, and Chrysler combined. Did you know that? No, no I didn't. <laughs> there was a 10-year period where they made more profit <laughs> So, with the least amount of people. So a, a, a couple of questions. Um, you know, everybody's having trouble finding enough people right now, enough labor. Right. And so how, based upon all the improvements that you have made, do you think that your 100 people are doing the work of what maybe 125 people if they weren't using some of this process? Or do you have any any thoughts on that? And then secondly, to follow up, since we're kind of in the ITAD field, right? The information technology asset disposal. Um, what what would you recommend to um, smaller companies to be able to um, start down this road and start down this, this journey? Okay. So I got to go back to the first question. I'm battling a little bit of a cold, so I got to follow it along. So can you repeat the first one? Sure. Um, since there is a labor shortage and you've got a hundred uh, staff members, based using your your using the lean process, do you think if you weren't that efficient and effective and using all these techniques, that it would require maybe 125 people to to achieve what what you're doing, or do you have any any scale on that? Yeah, um, well, and we don't really track that data, but we believe that with all our hearts that taking these processes into any non-lean organization that within the first 12 months we could you would see a 40 percent increase in production with the same amount of people wow that's that's really impressive and that's, well that's something that companies could start now because if they can't hire enough people and just think about the, the productivity improvement with the same staff, right? Jeff, I mean, I get so frustrated with businesses. Just think about this for a minute. If you, I was trying to figure out how to put this into words for a listener. The real money is reducing cost. It isn't mm. growing. Obviously, growing's a part of it, but take our company this year. This year, um, well, I won't say numbers, but let's just say expenses on our company this year are around $20 million. Wow. 
if I can reduce them by 10%, we just put $2 million to the bottom line net profit without increasing sales a single cent. That's where the money is. In, in the Toyota production system, the word cost only re- exists to be reduced. Thanks again for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe anywhere you listen.